last week on Thomas and the Bible. I made a mockery of fair use copyright laws, but if you're hearing this, we must have flown under the radar and Thomas is still in business reading the Bible. Sorry, Thomas. More crap from the James. He says if you respect the village people, then don't be hating on the poor. He disagrees with the Pasal about faith, doesn't like tonguing, and lets us know that God doesn't like surprises. Or the rich. On to the epistle of Peter, an apostle, or a possible Peter, or probably a Peter imposter. He goes back to the well of be good, be holy, and don't be lusty. Submit to authority. Slaves, obey your masters. Basically, God loves you, so he wants you to suffer. After all, he so loved the world that he gave us his only begotten Bible. On the plus side, we're down to seven episodes left in this begotten book. Let's get on with it with Thomas and the Bible. Yes, Kevin, despite your best efforts, we're still on the air. Damn. All right, did you put some Beatles songs in there next time? Find the most litigious band, and uh, then that way, it's a surefire way to get me kicked off. But you better act now, because we're down to, like like you said, Kevin, we're down to, uh, let's see, including this episode, what was it? It was seven? Woo! Gosh, that's scary. That's weird. Also, I cannot believe how close the poll is. I really can't. Like it's it's statistically significant too. So like there the numbers are just really really close of which books people want me to do and that's all there is to it. It's just amazing. It's just I I guess that, that was a stupid statement. I'm just blown away by I've been following it as the numbers ticked up and it's like consistently been the you know there wasn't really swings there were swings in the beginning but uh after the first i don't know maybe 100 votes it stayed like exactly the same percentages for the rest of the time which is really interesting to uh to look at but anyway thomas slash poll your vote probably matters now more than ever because there are very few votes between the uh the options so i also want to say that you know years from now this will look a little dated but uh just launched opening arguments Please, I implore you, stop what you're doing and check it out on iTunes. I know you can bitch and moan about how you don't have iTunes. I I get it. If you don't, if you're just opposed to iTunes, that's fine, whatever. But that's, iTunes are the charts that matter matter the most, podcasting-wise. So we're really making a push to try to hit the new and noteworthy uh, so that we get more listeners and more noticed and can do cool things and reach a new audience. So opening arguments, if you don't know anything about it, I, it's it's really good. It's just me and Andrew Torres, the lawyer, uh, legal expert, Harvard graduate legal expert, uh, talk going through legal stuff, and I'm just playing the dumb guy asking questions, which is good. It's an easy role. I've, it's a role I was born to play. <laughs> uh, and it, but it's great. We we already have eight episodes out. Eight episodes. So go check that out, please. Just go to iTunes, opening arguments, write a review that matters a ton. Uh, in the launch as to whether or not we get new and noteworthy, which is actually a huge boost. So uh, please, please do that. Even if you're not going to listen to the show, just go subscribe and download them all. And uh, <laughs> and now you'll listen. It's good. It's really good. It's it's actually, I'm very, very proud of it. So opening arguments, please check it out. Okay. Onward and downward. <laughs> Onward and downward into the depths of boredom. Uh, with the Bible. Let's figure it out. We're going to read 1 Peter 3 through 2 Peter 3, which sounds weird, but we're finishing 1 Peter and then also finishing 2 Peter. So there you are. We're going to be all petered out (laughs) uh, after today's episode. 1 Peter 3. uh, Likewise, be 
ye wives, sorry, like, this is bad start. Okay, <clears throat> restart, restart all that. First Peter 3. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word. Oh, I should, actually, I, was, I just realized it was somewhat close to a uh, Dan Carlin impression. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they may also, without the word, be won by the conversation of the wives. Doom. How was that? Was that good? Okay, anyway. <laughs> three people get there. Maybe not, actually. His, his podcasts are huge. Maybe half the people. While they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear, whose adorning let it not be that outward adorning of plating the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel, but let it be hidden man of the heart. Let it be the hidden man of the heart in which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit which is in the sight of God of great price. For after this manner in the old time, the holy women also who trusted in God adorned themselves, being sub in subjection unto their own husbands. So this is a more great stuff, more killer advice to women. Hey, don't braid your hair, don't worry about your appearance, here, let's tell you a bunch of things you should do for for men. I mean, for God, for God, definitely for God. Not for men, for God. Even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. Oh, they, <laughs> I'm going to go tell my wife to start calling me Lord. Hey, hon, call me, uh, you, need, you actually, it turns out you need to call me uh, my Lord. Lord, my Lord will do. I'll take my Lord, but Lord, you know, Lord when we have guests. But my lord, between you and I, is is fine. Like that's that's also that's okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll let that slide. Actually, I don't know which one. They're, I guess they're the same amount of formality. But you get the point. You get the punchline of the joke. Whose daughters ye are, as long as ye do well and are not afraid with any amazement. Likewise, ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel. <laughs> the weaker vessel. Yeah, okay. Physically, I, I guess I can take my wife. I can beat my wife in arm wrestling. So I guess we'll, we'll you know, I guess he's he's technically correct in this case. But not all couples are like that. <laughs> and as being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers be not hindered. Finally, be all of one mind, having compassion one of another. Love as brethren. Be pitiful. Be courteous. Not rendering evil for evil, or railing for railing, but contrariwise blessing, knowing that ye are thereunto called, that ye should inherit a blessing. For he that will love life and see good days, let him refrain his tongue from evil, and his lips that they speak no guile. Let him eschew evil, or eschew evil. Uh, and do good. Let him seek peace and ensue it. For the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous, and the ears are open unto their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Oh, except all the times that he, you know, like the Holocaust and just stuff like that. But it's minor, minor details. And who is he that will harm you if ye be followers of that which is good? But if, but and if ye suffer for righteousness' sake, Happy are ye, 
And be not afraid of their terror, neither be troubled, but sanctify the Lord God in your hearts, and be ready always to give an answer to every man that asketh you a reason of the hope that is in you with meekness and fear. Having a good conscience, that whereas they speak evil of you as of evil doers, that they may be ashamed that falsely accuse your good conversation in Christ. For it is better... If the will of God be so, that ye suffer for well-doing than for evil-doing. For Christ also hath once suffered for sins, the just for the unjust, that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but quickened by the Spirit, by which also he went and preached unto the spirits in prison, which sometime were disobedient, when once the long-suffering of God waited in the days of Noah, while the ark was a-preparing, wherein few, that is, eight souls, were saved by water. The like figure whereunto even baptism doth also now save us, not the putting away of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God, by the resurrection of Jesus Christ, who is gone into heaven and is on the right hand of God, angels and authorities and powers being made subject unto him. All right, First Peter full. For as much then as Christ hath suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves likewise with the same mind, for he that hath suffered in the flesh hath ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh to the lusts of men, but to the will of God. For the time past of our life may suffice us to have wrought the will of the Gentiles when we walked in lasciviousness, lusts, excess of wine, revelings, banquetings, and abominable idolatries, wherein they may think it strange that ye run not with them to the same excess of riot, speaking evil of you. Who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? For this cause was the gospel preached also to them that are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the Spirit. It's kind of a cool quote. I guess that's probably spawned several Western movies. Who shall give account to him that is ready to judge the quick and the dead? <laughs> I don't know what, yeah. It doesn't really mean what it would mean in the Western, but what are you going to do? Yeah, so I looked it up. It's actually um, an older meaning of quick, as you might have figured, since the translation is from, what, like the 1500s or something? But it's quick just means alive, actually, in this use. So it's the the living and the dead, essentially, which is a lot less cool sounding than the quick and the dead, which is apparently a movie. It's a movie. I knew it was a movie. I haven't seen it, but uh, Gene Hackman, maybe I, should, maybe I should see that one. Sounds cool. But anyway, yeah, quick. It just means quick, as in... Like the movement of, it's kind of a weird old, it makes a weird kind of sense, but not to us anymore. (laughs) But, uh, all right, let's see. The quick and the dead. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober. Nope, I'm out. (laughs) Also probably a different meaning, but still, either, either meaning. And watch unto prayer. And above all things, have fervent charity among yourselves. For charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Use, that's a famous quote too, charity shall cover the multitude of sins. I've actually heard that before. Not a bad quote. I don't mind that. That's not so bad. Like, okay, maybe, you, you know, you murder a guy on the weekend, but but you donate during the week to various charities. It, it covers it. 
Use hospitality one to another without grudging. As every man hath received the gift, even so ministered the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as the of the ability which God giveth. That God in all things may be glorified through Jesus Christ, to whom be praise and dominion for ever and ever. Amen. Beloved, I think it not strange, think it not strange, concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached, for the name of Christ, happy are ye, for the spirit of, and of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet if any man suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time is come that manage that judgment management <laughs> that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. I don't know. I don't know. Stop asking me questions, Bible. Jeez. All right, First Peter chapter 5. The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples of the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, he shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be... Oh, again, this is, this is where hazing rituals began. This is... <laughs> Youngers have to sub, submit to the elders, and then, they, you know, they have to do a bunch of weird stuff. Uh, <laughs> like, how many, uh, how many pickles can you eat? I think that was in undeclared. Eat this entire jar of pickles. Anyway, be clothed with humility, for God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble, humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all care upon him, for he careth for you. Does he? Does he care for me? Does God care for me? What evidence have I? Seriously, just in my life, like just going, just even going with the most of the premises of this book. I look, I look back at my life. What what evidence do I have that a God cares for me? There's no, especially back then. Well, you know, my uh, lots of my friends and family died very young, uh, some horribly, and you know, a few of us are still around. But you know, God definitely cares for me. He just doesn't. He just doesn't like not if it includes effort. You know, he doesn't. Not if it looks anything other than just blind chance. 
in terms of life events. Like that's roughly the amount that he cares for me. I just love that. I love that idea. Oh, God cares for you. Ooh, what are you, uh, are you starving to death? Sorry about that. He does care. I promise he cares. He just, it's, you know, he's busy. He's got a lot to do. I mean, sure, he's not, he's literally not doing anything for you, but I, I asked him about you the other day and you know what he said? He said, oh yeah, yeah, that guy, I like him. I care, I care about him. How's he doing? Oh, he's starving to death. Oh, that sucks. That's too bad. Anyway, and then he moved on. But he does care. He does care. Be sober. Again, out. Be vigilant. Out as well. I don't even, I'm not even particularly vigilant. I'm like, I sort of notice things. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. You know, as not vigilant as I am wont to be, I haven't noticed any lions walking about seeking someone to devour around me personally. So maybe I've been lucky, but I feel like the devil is not walking about as a roaring lion, but that's just me. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world, but the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory, by Christ Jesus, after that ye have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, and strengthen, settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. By Silvanius, a faithful brother unto you, as I suppose, I have written briefly exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God wherein ye stand. The church that is at Babylon, elected together with you, saluteth you, and so doth Marcus my son. Greet ye one another with a kiss of charity. Peace be with you all that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. What a boring letter. And there, was, <laughs> there wasn't even like $20 in it. When I opened it up, it was just, oh, just a freaking letter from Peter. Thanks, Peter. Thanks a lot, dude. Worthless junk mail. I don't need any of it. All right, we're on to Second Peter. <laughs> we're on to yet another letter, which I don't know why. After receiving First Peter, I don't know why they didn't just throw Second Peter away. They're like, oh, this is that guy again. Oh yeah, we got your letter. It was good. Yeah, second one. Oh, it was even better. It was even better than the first one. I didn't read the second one. All right, Second Peter. Here we go. Let's go. Here we go. Bill, I'm getting just building up my energy. If I say here we go, let's go enough times, I think I'll be into it. Simon, oh, I was going to talk about it. So uh, this this actually, it looks like this book was, or this letter, this epistle, uh, was not without controversy. You know, that's one thing I think the British do better than we Americans. Controversy is a way better way of pronouncing that. It just sounds bet fun, more fun. I don't know. Controversy. Uh, and, but we do better on kilometer. Because you guys, don't you say like kilometer or am I making that? Anyway, I know I have some uh, listeners from the UK, but kilometer is better. I don't know if that that's just us, but we'll, I'll find, I'll, we'll see. What was I saying? I was saying the letter barely made it into the canon, I think. Because people argue like, did who wrote this? I think it's a tell. This is totally not an expert opinion, but I think it's interesting that it's just written to Christians in general. Like a lot of these real letters... It's like, hey, dudes over here in Corinth. Oh, you dudes over here. Do that. This letter is just like, uh, to Christians in general, which seems like an easier thing to fake to me. You know, it's easier to do that than like a, uh, 
here's this letter I wrote to these people. If you didn't actually write it, you know, it'd be a little easier to get called out on that. So I don't know. But anyway, uh, people don't think it's him. This also rips off Jude, which we haven't read yet. So it's a little annoying that it comes first. I think Jude is the next book. I don't like to look ahead, but I'm pretty sure it's the next book we're reading. Uh, and so that's that. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much all there is to say. It's only two chapters, so we're going to finish it right away. Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us throughout the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness. Hmm, interesting. It's like that old... It's like that Red Hot... Or, uh, no, I almost said the wrong thing. Not Red Hot Chili Pepper. Smashing Pumpkin song. Loneliness is godliness, and cleanliness is godliness, and God, something like that. Emptiness is loneliness, and loneliness is somethingness, and some. Eh. And God is empty, just like me. Another reference that three or four people will get, if that. But anyway, uh, let's see where we're. And to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound... They make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if ye do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, though ye know them, and be established in the present truth. Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance, knowing that shortly I must put off this tabernacle, even as our Lord Jesus Christ hath shewed me. Moreover, I will endeavor that ye may be made may be able after my decease to have these things always in remembrance. For we have not followed cunningly devised fables when we made known unto you the power and the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, but were eyewitnesses of his majesty. For he received from God the Father honor and glory when there came such a voice to him from the excellent glory. This is my beloved Son in whom I am well pleased. And this voice which came from heaven we heard, when we were with him in the holy mount. We have also a more sure word of prophecy, whereunto ye do well that ye take heed, as unto a light that shineth in a dark place, until the day dawn and the day star arise in your hearts, knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For the prophecy came not in old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved. By the Holy Christ. Wow, what a boring 
chapter. That's got to be go down in all time least interesting things I've ever read in my whole life, which is, I mean, most of that list, if not all of it, is just different chapters of the Bible. <laughs> I would love to see that, like some, some sort of list of most boring things I've ever read ahead of like, I don't know, like legal uh, mumbo jumbo at the bottom of like a, a form that I filled out at the bank or something like that. That is behind that chapter I just read, like for sure. It's probably behind most chapters of the Bible. I mean, there are some chapters of the Bible that certainly are more interesting than legal mumbo jumbo at the bottom of a contract or a form, uh, but this is not one of them. This the, this was not one of them. I mean, I could try to summarize, but there's not, I mean, he just, people doubt what he was saying. He said a bunch of weird stuff about Jesus and people doubt it. And he's like, no. Nuh-uh. Yes, huh? Like, that. that's basically it. So let's go to Second Peter 2. And this is the last of the Second Peters. But there were false prophets among also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you, who privily shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. How will I know that? How will I know which are the damnable heresies? And uh, which are not. I don't, I don't know. That's a, every, you know, huckster throughout history always does this, where it's like, no, and here's the thing. Other people are full of shit, but I'm not. You know how you know? Because I told you that I'm not, and you and I are friends. So that's how you know. <laughs> Uh, and many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness shall they with feigned words make merchandise of you, those, uh, sorry, whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, in their damnation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them into their chains of darkness, to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved Noah, the eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly. Because I'm sure the entire world was ungodly, except that one guy. That one guy. God, whatever you did with that one guy, do that, but for everybody else, would be my advice. And turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned with an overthrow, making them an ensample unto those that should live ungodly, and delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For that righteous man dwelling among them, and seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations, and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. But chiefly them that walk after the flesh in the lust of uncleanness, and despite and despise government, presumptuous are they, self-willed, they are not afraid to speak evil of dignities, whereas angels, which are greater in power and might, bring not railing accusation against them before the Lord. But these, as natural brute beasts, made to be taken and destroyed, speak evil of the things that they understand not, and shall utterly perish in their own corruption." and shall receive the reward of unrighteousness, as they count it pleasure to riot in the daytime. Spots they are and blemishes, sporting themselves with their own deceivings while they feast with you. Having eyes full of adultery, 
and that cannot cease from sin, beguiling unstable souls and heart they have exercised with covetous practices, cursed children which have forsaken the right way and are gone astray, following the way of Balaam, the son of Bozor, Bozor, and who loved the wages of unrighteousness, but was rebuked for his iniquity, the dumbass speaking with... <laughs> it actually says that. I mean, I'm sure it means the dumb ass, like a donkey or whatever, but still, the dumb ass. <laughs> I wonder if this is the first place in history where someone said dumbass. I kind of, I hope it is. Look at this dumbass over here. Speaking with man's voice forbade the madness of the prophet. These are wells without water, clouds that are carried with a tempest, to whom the midst of darkness is reserved forever. For when they speak great swelling words of vanity they allure throughout through the lusts of the flesh through much wantonness those that were clean escaped from them who live in error while they promised them liberty they themselves are the servants of corruption for whom a man is overcome of the same is he brought in bondage for if after they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the knowledge of the lord and savior jesus christ they are again entangled therein and overcome. The latter end is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for them not to have known the way of the right of righteousness than after they have known it to turn from the holy commandment delivered unto them. Yeah, so stop converting people. That's sort of like better to have loved than lost than never to have loved it at all. Except it's better to have never known the word of God than to know it and then leave from it. So don't tell anyone the word of God, just stop. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb. Did I just say true proverb? That's awesome. True proverb, the dog is turned to his own vomit again. <laughs> wow, that's okay. That's a really interesting old proverb. And the sow that was washed to her wallowing in the mire. Oh, no, sorry. There's three chapters of Second Peter. We're not done. I thought we were done. We're not done. <laughs> bonus Peter. Bonus, bonus, bonus Peter. Peter, Peter. Second Peter 3, an actual final chapter. This second epistle, beloved. I love that. That's a subtle, uh, definitely means this was not really Peter. He's like, oh, by you'll remember this is the second letter I've written to you guys. Definitely not the first and only. I now write unto you in both which I stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance, that ye may be mindful of the words which were spoken before by the holy prophets, and of the commandment of the apostles, of us the apostles of the Lord and Savior, knowing this first, that there shall come in the last days scoffers, walking after their own lusts, and saying, Where is the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of the creation. (laughs) Yeah, so he's saying like, you know, there's going to be people who doubt the world is ending because they'll be like, wait, the world was supposed to end and it didn't. And he's like, now don't listen to these idiots. (laughs) So it's even funnier because this is like 2000 years old or maybe it's about 1900 years old, I guess. And he's he's like, now there will be people who are skeptical since everybody alive during the time when the world was supposed to end is now dead and the world hasn't ended. Now, don't don't worry about these idiots. They're wrong. Oh, my God. It's so funny. And saying, where is the promise of his coming? For since the... Oh, I already read that. For this they willingly are ignorant of. Yeah, yeah, sure. 
and that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was, being overflowed with water, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now, by the same word are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. But the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which, in the which, I think we already had that quote, so it's not even, I don't even think that's original. Because that was in, I think, Jesus, or, uh, no, I think Jesus thought it was coming right away, right? But some, one of the other apostles, I think, wrote that, but or, or Paul, or somebody, who know, who somebody did, who cares? In the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. Sure, sure, yeah, that'll happen any any minute now. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens being on fire shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye took for such things, that ye look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot and blamelessness, and account that the long-suffering of our Lord is salvation, even as our beloved brother Paul, also according to the wisdom given unto him, hath written unto you. As also in all his apostles, speaking <laughs> epistles, once again, another emphasis. Oh, and just like in all my letters I've written, definitely me, speaking in them of these things, in which are some things hard to be understood, which they that are unlearned and unstable rest, as they do in other scriptures unto their own destruction. Yet therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also, being led away with the, with the error of the wicked, fall from your own steadfastness, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. I like that. So his, uh, oh, it's the next one is not uh, Jude, by the way, but Jude is later, I think. But anyway, his uh, explanation for anything that doesn't make sense. He's like, if anything didn't make sense here, if anything was unclear, well, it's because you're unlearned and uh, that's your problem, which I think is, is, that's a good excuse. If you didn't understand any of this, that's because you're wrong, and I'm right. End of story. All right, that's our reading for today. Uh, I want to thank everyone who has pledged at patreon.com slash tnthebe, as I do every week. Thank you guys so much for keeping the show going. I really, I really appreciate that. It, it means a ton to me. And you will receive a laurel and hearty handshake whenever you... Uh, <laughs> the stupidest joke... Uh, did anybody say so? No new patrons today, but maybe next week we'll have some new patrons. I want to thank my all-time greats, as I always do. John Bodley, Chris Lukowski, Marcel, Josh Hogan, Nicole Shepard, Philip Gatt, George Green, Sarah McPike, Japan Dan, Charles Bangwiener, Tom Chambers, 
Brian Gearford, Lee Primesberger, John P., Travis Peterson, Eriberto, and Rob. Thank you, my kind top patrons. Uh, check out Opening Arguments, as I said. Review it. Love it. Rate it. It's good. Trust me. Uh, and I will see you guys next week. Mm-hmm.